This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Just a small programming note, this episode was recorded prior to the airing of episode 8 on December 13th, which is why it's not addressed, we're not avoiding the topic. And we also wanted to let you know if you are more accustomed to our G and PG versions of the podcast, this one goes a little blue because cocktails were involved. Thanks, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Gangplank Report. We are doing a very different kind of super fan interview this evening because right now I happen to have our super fan with me in Fort Lauderdale, which is very exciting. This is my friend Gabby Berrigan. And we became friends a little while ago. She reached out to me on Instagram. Not only is she a super fan of Below Deck and has watched every season to date, but she's also a yachty. And so I promised her that the next time that I was in Fort Lauderdale and we happen to both be here at the same time because our lives are crazy, that we would get together and record the podcast. So it just so happens that the boat that I have been on, moral of the story, don't buy an Italian yacht, uh, <laughs> is not functional right now. And, and San Lorenzo, don't buy it. Don't buy Italian boats. Um, that I I ended up back in Fort Lauderdale because we had to turn around and bring the boat back because it's broken. So that presented a perfect opportunity because Gabby is about ready to head down to the Caribbean for the rest of the winter. And we weren't sure that we were going to be able to connect. And sure enough, fate would make it so that we did. So hi. Hi. I'm excited for you to meet Jen. I am so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited I'm to meet you. Podcast. Yay! I'm excited to meet you too. I love your podcast. You guys are great. And I, I do love the show. And I am a Yachty. So it's different because a lot of Yachties are like, oh, I don't pay attention to any of that. I do. And mm-hmm. here I am. And there Adrian has been so kind enough to invite me to her boat. <laughs> we're on a yacht right now did we mention that nice we're on a boat in a shipyard it's not glamorous but it's still a boat so there's that there's that <laughs> jen's jealous we need to get her a flight to Fort lauderdale i am desperately jealous because we just had tornadoes come through here last night and horrible rains and it's cold and i would love to be there but i'm glad that you two are warm and happy and safe so that's good what's a tornado a tornado is like a hurricane <laughs> over land, smart Alec. <laughs> we don't have those. Yeah. <laughs> What's a hurricane? <laughs> so funny. God, I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. That's great. <laughs> so pretty much weekly now, Gabby sends me notes on our podcast and things she agrees with and things she disagrees with and Notes on our super fans. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Boys. What? What's disagree? What does disagree with mean? That word. I don't <laughs> know. That 
what is there to disagree with? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it's super fun that we get to do this. And I know we've had a couple of Yachty's on the podcast already, Tiffany being one of them. Mm-hmm. Tiffany has a lot of experience too. And I think it's interesting. So Gabby just got into the yachting industry recently. And so it's interesting to have the perspective of somebody who saw the show before they got into yachting. And therefore, I would love to get your take on what you thought coming into it, what your expectation was, because I obviously was on the show, but in yachting way before that. So I'd love to know what your impression was coming in and what the difference was once you got here. Okay, well, I literally did not know what yachting was I didn't grow up in a place where it's prevalent and like my peripheral vision I did not know any of it and when I googled how to make money traveling the world yacht stewardess came up and I was like I'm doing that but I didn't know what it was really mm-hmm. and then I saw season one and I saw the show and I was like oh my god I'm totally doing that I can do that and it looked hectic but also I was like oh, I already do the same thing just on land Mm-hmm. So I was like, but I can travel and live on a yacht. That looks much better than what I'm doing now. And so seeing the show, obviously, I keep it hush hush. Like when I talk to other yachties, I don't tell them that I got into it because of the you show. It? Yeah. yeah, because <laughs> I Googled it. No, I keep the Google part, but I don't say the show like sold me on it. Uh, because, okay. you know, yachties have this. There's some yachties that are just eye rollers at the whole thought of the show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I keep that part under wraps, but I definitely saw the show and was like, I'm fucking doing it. But when I got into it, I was like, oh, I didn't know who's supposed to be cleaning toilets. (laughs) Oops. Sometimes you are lucky enough to get a bidet to the face. I've cleaned up. It's a biohazard. Oh, oh. Let's just take that. Okay, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I've got a weak stomach, so <laughs> you don't need to go into detail. That's why I just said biohazard, because I was yeah. about to go into detail about the types of things I have to clean up. Human material. Yeah, Human no. Es- My rum will be all over the microphone. Let's not go. <laughs> you were a mom. Come on. You've seen That's all And then your husband will before. get mad because you wasted the rum. Exactly. He will. He will. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so fun to be able to do a cocktail one. We're going to have to start recording more at night, Adrian. This is fun. (laughs) Yeah. So getting into the industry, it's not like it is on TV. It's definitely 16 hour days. If you work on a private yacht, owners are on months at a time. It's working at someone's house as a stewardess. You're doting on them and waiting on them hand and foot all hours of the day. You wake up before they wake up, you go to bed after they go to bed, and then you do it again for months sometimes. Yeah. So I did not, obviously the show doesn't portray that. They show the fun and the hot people and you're partying and da da da. So it was not what I expected, what I saw on TV, but I'm cognizant enough to know like, oh, this is a TV show. So I wasn't like, oh my God, I didn't know this is what it was. I'm also like, okay, that's what I saw on TV. Mm -hmm. This is an actual job. It's a hardworking, hands-on, all day long job but it's okay for me because I'm a hard worker and I'm okay with that it's fine and the incentive is high right how does it work private owner wise versus a charter are there still tips involved or do you just get your salary you just get your salary on private yachts so 
I have a lot of Yachty friends that prefer private, but they want to settle down and have like a normal life, like nine to five. Because on a private, you work nine to, or it's not even nine to five, it's eight to five. Okay. And then you have the weekends off. All right. Unless the owners are on board, right? Mm-hmm. And they can go home, see their families, have a social life, have a relationship, but you only get your salary. Right. On a charter yacht, you, your salary might be less, but you make up for it in like the tips. Okay. So they both have pluses and minuses. It just depends on it just what depends you're on where you are at. in life. Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So like, where are you in life? What do you want? It depends on whether you prefer to private or charter. So I actually thrive in chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I need to talk to my therapist about it. <laughs> 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 like, honestly, she probably will have an answer as to why I prefer that. But also like my background in hospitality and bartending, being up late and seeing different people every day. To me, charter is more like that. Right. And I thrive in it. I like the pressure. I like being thrown in the fire. And it's the spontaneity of charter that keeps me going. Right. On a private yacht, it becomes mundane. I'm bored. I'm mm-hmm. questioning life. <laughs> I'm like, why did I decide to do this again? <laughs> like, well, I dusted this fake plant yesterday. Why am I dusting it again? You know, so... <laughs> Stupid ficus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this <laughs> fake ficus. <laughs> Why are you dusty again? Oh, boats are so dusty, by the way. Are they? Yes. It's insane. Actually. Girl, you have to do the same things every day because of the dust and the dirt. It's so A, annoying, and B, it seems mundane when you're doing it. You're like, I just dusted this yesterday, and it's dusty again. Yeah. Well, part of it too, especially like where we are now, which is a shipyard where there's stuff flying all over the place all the time. It makes sense that it would get sucked into all the really strong air conditioners that are on the boats and then just whiz around in yep. circles. Ah, and so it's, you're perpetually wiping stuff down. Microfibers are your best friend. No. Yes, they are. So for me, at this stage in my life, I want to travel. I need the excitement of a charter, even though it stresses me out and it's probably bad for my mental health. Also charter money. Ow, the tips. Yeah. On private yachts, you don't get tipped by the owners. They're just coming to their vacation home. Right. Mm -hmm. To have a good time. They don't have to, that you have a salary and health insurance. Mm -hmm. They don't have to give you a tip. One time a charter guest gave me a fucking mask. For COVID, like mm-hmm. my wife makes masks. Here you go. That's your tip. Were you supposed uh-huh. to I'm serious. Time? No. Oh. It's no. Sorry. That was the, the, the tip. Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. Be like, thanks. I have an Etsy account already. I would rather have the money. <laughs> I already have an NR95 or whatever yeah. it's called. Like, leave me alone, sir. Give me money. Yeah. So, as far as the show and just taking out the fact that you are a yachty for a second and just the viewership of the show because you said you saw the show well before you got into yachting what do you think of the progression of it and especially what do you think of this season so far oh, that's a loaded question Adrian. you have lots of opinions <laughs> we haven't talked about <laughs> i love opinions i love opinions yes okay so i love the early seasons of below deck because they were actually being yachties and doing it because this is what they do. And there's so happens to be cameras there. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, that does look like a lot of work. But now when I see it, I know people are going on the show for how it's going to propel their features. I can tell. The Instagram because likes. Are <laughs> the followers or the blue check mark next to your name on Instagram? Right. Yeah. I can see the difference. Yeah. It kind of freaks me out because I am a fan of the show and I have been watching since season one. And the difference in the cast members and like the editing, I'm like, this is a different show. Yeah. And a lot of people feel that. Yeah. It happens a lot in reality television. When any series, doesn't matter if it's below deck or any of the, the other ones the housewives exactly once there's something for people to look back on and see how people acted and see who makes it back on the show for a steady paycheck and who doesn't what the formula is exactly yeah. it's not difficult to figure out i mean bravo sticks to it pretty well the different archetypes that they have of people you've got the jerk dude you've got the hippie dude the cheerleader girl the more awkward girl they've always got the same thing so when people have the chance to view that season after season I would assume that they're going into the casting process hoping to be one of those right and so people are like pervy pretty Pretty. god I do this a lot It just takes a minute to work. <laughs> Some people are pervy. We've seen that. But I, Some yeah. people yeah. are pervy. Yes, you have. <laughs> totally. Jen knows what I'm saying, okay? I Jen? do. Totally. They're privy to the behind the scenes at that point. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, uh-huh. I think it, for my season, especially season one, I feel like we had the luxury of being brand new and the handicap of being right. brand new. Mm-hmm. So there was well, no. Oh my god! Like a test in a scientific lab. Right. That's what <gasps> it felt like the entire season. Mm-hmm. The whole season felt like, like it was just a experiment. giant experiment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It because was. we didn't know how it was going to come out in the end. Right. Yeah. We didn't know what it was going to look like, and we had to sit around for almost a year and a half and wait to see what it came out like. It was terrifying, mm-hmm. actually. But I feel like because we had nothing before us, there was nothing to live up to. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we could just do what we were doing, which most of it was not good for a majority <laughs> of the cast. I thought it was, was amazing. You're a legend. <laughs> well, and Gabby actually did <sighs> confess to me that the first time that she saw me, she didn't like me very much. I didn't. Yeah. That was like one of the first things I told Adrian. I'm like, by the way, if you happen to go back through any of my old posts, I wasn't necessarily the nicest to you. Yeah, but I mean, I think production loves that. And that's, they need someone. There has to be one person on the cast that no one likes. Right. Or relates to. Right. And the first season I saw it. Mm-hmm. But you also had not been in the yachting industry. No, yet. I was so- still bartending. I think I was 25. Yeah, so you went back and watched it again, again. after you got yes. into the yachting and industry. I and then love was- Adrian! <laughs> See? See? Big difference. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, I watched it again as an adult mm-hmm. and and now a professional. And I was like, oh, man, I was so wrong. I was so wrong. She's who you would want to work with. And that's where Absolutely. my thinking has evolved as well. It went from... Because all I am is a super fan. I don't have the experience that you guys do. I have worked in hospitality before. That's why I'm drawn to this. But 
I haven't had the experience. So at the time I was just looking to be entertained. And once I watched it again, later seasons, I realized I would want to work with her. I would not want to work with Kat. I would not want to work with Sam. I would be just as pissed as she was at them. My God, when Sam and whatever that weirdo was in the fucking water during charter, drinking (laughs) beers. Mm -hmm. Oh, when I watched that again, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Can I tell you guys? Uh I worked for Alex. Okay. So um, I'm from San Diego, Jen. So like, there's not a huge, it's not a a yachting hub and like, there's not a lot of jobs. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much like the only stew in California. Okay. So I got, I got solicited for a job in Marina Del Rey. Mm -hmm. I showed up at the boat and Alex walks on and I thought he was hot. So he has a beard now. Oh boy. I was like, damn, who's that? <laughs> and then he's like, hi, I'm Alex. Like he's he owns the management company that has the fleet of smaller boats that hired me. He's like, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you got settled in okay. And da, da, da. And I was like, have we worked together? <laughs> no, you oh, watched God, me it. on TV, Goober. Oh, no, you were the Sonic the Hedgehog on season one. <laughs> and he was like, "No, definitely not." And I'm like, "No, I think we work together." And he's like, "No, we did not. We have never worked together." I'm like, "But he looks so familiar." He's like, "Yeah, I get that a lot, girl." I was it took me two days <laughs> ruminating. Where do I know this guy from? Where do I know this guy from? Alex in season <laughs> season hilarious. one of the med right no my season. no your season, season. Yeah. and then I thought of the hedgehog and thought about the, the eyebrows yeah that's funny that he didn't even tell you how you might have known him I know yeah, I think he tries did to he put get a little... fired or quit no no, no 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 he made it till the end of the season okay. he just looked like a giant because he gave Sam back her money and let her keep her job that's true yeah I think I think her that's my my personal opinion. no i totally agree with that though they yeah. saw i had to watch it again to see it from a different perspective after i actually became a yachty i was like why didn't all of everything that you correct i didn't except for the night you said no one can leave the boat <laughs> but that's what that's what production told me <gasps> oh i believe that's so hard <laughs> like yeah nobody's, nobody's allowed to leave because we're leaving early in the morning so just go tell them that they're and then that's when ben was like you don't have the authority to t-. i was like um and the the very next thing i said after that was production just told me that we're not allowed to leave yeah but obviously that wasn't on was it of course not of course production not. doesn't exist. no yeah so i never went out there with the intention of telling everybody that they can't leave that was the only time i was like wait a minute yeah and then now that I've been in the industry, I get how it works. And even though Captain Lee has all of these like one-liners and like he's funny and zingy, he has all these zingy things he says. When mm-hmm. he says, don't embarrass me, uh, the boat, or the, it's because the owners. Right. I get right. it now. Yeah. I get it now. And you know what? I was fired last year on a boat because I didn't know why at the time, but now I realized that maybe I was embarrassing the owners yeah. because every, on my weekends, girl, I was out. Yeah, I was well, and I, I think part of it is being in a place where there's not a severe likelihood that the owners would ever hear about your behavior. But there have been plenty of stories over the years of people that have done things that get back to the owners before it even makes it to the captain. Exactly. 
and that's horrifying. I'm 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 embarrassed even telling you guys this right now. Like I don't ever want to show my face there ever again. So I don't think that the captain was firing me because I'm me. I think he was like, okay, <laughs> this is enough. <laughs> uh, it's just like a year later. It's like it life is progressive, right? And you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like the, the second time I watched Adrian's season, I was like, oh my God, I get it now. She wasn't a prude. She wasn't a stick in the mud. She was doing her job and right. everyone else was being dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you, you know? add in the fact that that hadn't even been her job prior, when I found that yeah. out, I found I, that out later too. It was like a mind blowing. I'm like, she was going in thinking she's cooking for these people, doing what she's comfortable in. And they threw her in the deep end with uh-huh. people who were going to come at her to make reality TV and bring the drama. Don't kill anybody. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> I fantasize about waterboarding a couple of them. But I didn't. Well, I don't want to go to jail. No, but that's, that's it. I would have the same fantasy. Like, first of all, this is not my position. Second of all, I'm the one that orchestrated the show. You wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. Fuck off. Oh, my God. You kept it together. Hats (laughs) off to you, girl. Honestly, the first season, I was like, oh. Second season, I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like, you know, that's that's the interesting part about it. Being somebody who's perpetually in the industry. And I mean, I have people that are in the industry. Like, I was just at Bay Street Marina a couple of days ago, and I had a couple of people walk up to me and ask me about the show because they were they've seen it they're in the industry they're interested in it and they hadn't met anybody that had actually been on the show before so they just wanted to ask me some questions and by the time I was done with my conversation with them I feel like all of them were like oh I get it I understand Mm -hmm. now like if everybody got along and everybody did their jobs it wouldn't be entertaining to watch so yeah. there has to be some pride, right? Anybody who tells you that none of those things happen on a yacht, lies. Totally full of shit. Because it does. <laughs> it does. It so just like, doesn't happen on the when, same When boat. I tell people oh. back home, like, oh, I work on yachts, they're like, oh, like a cruise ship. And I'm like, ew. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Then they're like, oh, like below deck. And I'm like, exactly like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it is. It is totally it's- the same thing, just not on camera. Right. Right. And generally not as dramatic most of the time. And I don't think like you're allowed to lounge in the guest areas like we are now. It's a smaller boat. Uh, Right. In general, like we're not like I see like on the show, people are in the jacuzzi and drinking the fucking alcohol. And we're not lounging in the master right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. So when we we covered the furniture to make sure that you saw it, we covered the furniture. I did. I saw the covers. I can vouch. <laughs> the only discrepancies I can see between like real life yachting and the show is that like we're not allowed to hang out on the boat. Right. Even on our day off, you have to ask the captain, can I go sunbathe yeah. on the bow? Well, and really? I think part of that too, what you see on the show, obviously they have a little bit more latitude because production is the one that's the charter guest, really. They're the charter guests are chartering from production wait so Mm -hmm. like they so the production pays the owner of the yacht the money to charter it for six weeks correct yeah bravo pays the owner and then how much does that cost the charter guests pay bravo 
Oh my God. How much does that cost though? I rent a boat out for six weeks. I've heard a lot of different numbers as of late. I heard a million dollars, but I don't think that's accurate. That's just way too much money for six weeks for most of these boats. But if it's $200,000 a week. Yeah. I mean, Sandy's most recent boat was the largest boat that they've ever chartered for the show. And so it's probable and even possible that if it's $200,000 a week for six weeks or eight weeks, if they actually technically charter it for eight weeks because they need a week to set up all the AV and a week to break it down, right? To pull everything right. out. Of I'm there. already stressed out. You just saying that. Yeah. But I mean, but that's the thing is like, it's not just the day that the guests show up on the charter production needs to get on board the boat and set up all the cameras and all the audio visual and their production room that's in one of the staterooms somewhere inside the boat. So, I mean, there's a lot of elements to it that would require time in advance of the actual charter guests showing up. Right. I think that would be an interesting reality show is to follow the production crew of the show. You shouldn't mm-hmm. say that aloud. <laughs> Someone's going to steal our idea. <laughs> I get 10% because I was here. <laughs> you were here. You were there <laughs> drinking with her. You yeah. guys were having wine together. It counts. Yes. True. Now I'm a part of it. So we get a third. Yes. Yeah. Do you think that there's a break because of advertising too? Like the boats that don't change their name when they're on, do you think that they get a boost in charter bookings after a season airs? It's advertising. It's marketing. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Almost every single one of the boats, if it hasn't stayed with the owner and remained a charter vessel, it has sold either just before the season airs, during airing, or just after. So even if the owner wanted to unload the boat, they had way more visibility for it than any other boat in the industry in that size range, right? Yeah. Didn't Sean tell us that they just sold my Sienna? Didn't he just sell that? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I do read like Boat International or uh, Dock Walk magazine. Mm -hmm. These are all yachting magazines. Mm -hmm. And they, I remember seeing an article from when the show first started and how everyone was outraged, and it's going to ruin the industry, and da-da-da. Now, everyone's like, wow, it's brought so much people into the industry, including charter guests, that didn't even, rich people didn't even know they could charter a boat. Right, right. So, well, because people in middle America, you're not near a marina, how are you going to know? How are you going to yeah. know? I so didn't know. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, charter so one like, anyway, but I didn't know. <laughs> I can't afford it. So it's like, it's marketing. So for the the smart boat owners, they're like, okay, I'll let you guys borrow my boat for six weeks. Right. Because I just found this out that Parsifal Three, the boat on sailing yacht, right. they actually are a busy charter boat. Yeah. And they charter all year long, and they for six weeks the permanent crew on that boat they go home for six weeks while they're mm-hmm. filming. Yeah. Wow. The actual crew on the boat gets six paid weeks of leave to go home or go wherever they want to go for six weeks while the below deck crew is aboard the boat. So it's a good deal for them because they don't lose their jobs. The owner though. Think about how much money that is. Well, technically the pay comes from Bravo ultimately, but yes. I mean, they still get paid time off because if they're chartering the boat for eight weeks, then that's a surplus of money that the owner can afford to pay. Anyway, Uh, yeah. So and it's good advertising. I I didn't know that though. I was like, I didn't, you know what? Maybe I'm just not in tune, but I did not know that the owners 
of these I didn't know they were actual charter yachts I literally thought they shot they sat in the shipyard oh. forever <laughs> I then only came out of the dust for like filming Just <laughs> so I have a question for you I know you hit me up on Instagram have you communicated with any other cast you know it's funny because I am a fan you know like when they're airing and they're like posting stuff I do respond to the stories yeah oh, there you go. I talked to Anastasia Okay. a lot about mm-hmm. yachting just yeah. about yachting like anything I need she and she always responds which I think is really nice I spoke to Madison a few times and she was like if you're ever in for a Lauderdale you need a job hit me up you know our industry is like it's all about who you know right right she's like let me know so Anastasia Madison and Izzy oh, oh I cool. love Izzy yeah yeah what about, what about any of the guys? I did speak to a guy that sent me dick pics. Ick. Why do people think that we want that? We you don't. Dick pics. <laughs> they're so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're gross when we're not expecting wanna, it. Wait, one of the below deck cast members sent you dick pics? Yes. Oh, oh no. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, like, in his DMs, like, are you okay? Like, I hope you're okay. He's great, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm fine, dick pic. <laughs> it wasn't that abrupt, Adrian. <laughs> but it led up to that. Oh, oh my gosh. But let me just say, everyone knows this that's listening, knows that men don't know angles and lighting and details. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dude. Also, oh. why are your underwear dingy? Oh, stop, stop. Okay. All right. Oh my gosh. There's not enough rum in the world. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take a hard right turn right now. And I'm <laughs> going to, <laughs> I am going to ask you what you think of this season of below deck. <laughs> Is there anybody that you're drawn to yes. people on there you like? Okay. Tell me about it. Love Frazier. Mm-hmm. I do think the last couple episodes is being a bit catty. I don't like that. Like you guys said before, because I do listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You're everything you guys like. Everything you guys surmised, I was like, "Yep, yep, yep." Like the the cattiness, the deflection. I don't like that. Right. Um, yeah. I do love Reina because she seems unaware of the cameras. I and love she that. Does whatever the hell she wants to say. I live um, for that. Yep. <laughs> I li- I'm like, yes. We need people that forget the cameras are there. The only mm-hmm. situational awareness I wish she had was I wish that she would close her mouth when she chews because I can see what she's yeah. eating. Yeah. yeah, and there's several times on, on the season where I'm like, is she drunk right now? Because like the way she talks, but I do really like her candidness and awareness. Mm-hmm. I think she's very real. Yes, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and she doesn't seem like she's there for the cameras, like she's, you said, exactly. her cast members. Right. Like we're. Where it's very obvious that they're there for the Instagram likes, not, you know, and for mm-hmm. the social media following, not necessarily to be on a mm-hmm. boat working. working. Yeah. Just work. How well, about who, that? Who, pray tell, Just could work. you be talking about work? W-O-R-K. I wonder who we're talking w- about. Oh, my God. Heather, <laughs> calm down. Um, so, I don't think I really like Heather. Yeah, I, Tiffany and I, I actually named her Honolulu Barbie now. That's oh my god, <laughs> she is. I don't think I like the way she's managing the boat. I don't think mm-hmm. I like the way she did Jen like that, put her on service, such so keeping her in the fucking cave. Right. Five laundry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, on your guys' last episode, you guys were like, was it a setup? 
I definitely think it was. Yeah. yeah. Like she was setting her up for failure. That I is agree. So, so rude. You have yeah. to put people where they shine, right? Well, not only that, but Jess is a very likable personality because she's so subdued compared to subdued. some of some of the more overwhelming personalities, like more outspoken. It's like punching a kitten to mock right. her. You don't yeah, do that. Like kicking puppies. Who yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're kicking puppies. And that's why everybody's mad about it. Right. I, I feel the same way. And I think that you guys just takes on, even you, Jen, even though you don't work in yachting, like your takes and your recaps are so on point because you just keep yeah. it real. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm agreeing with, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. All the time. I feel like, and I compliment you here, Jen, I feel like your opinions watching the show now have evolved since we have started our bitch sessions. Because I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like you much more accurately understand what the whole thing is about from a working perspective than you did when I first met you. Oh, absolutely. When you were just watching it as a viewer versus somebody who has Intel now, it's a, it's a vastly different organism. Right. And now you're looking at it almost from my eyes, seeing how all these things transpire where it's still very entertaining and we can talk about the entertaining aspects of it, but how the entertaining portions of most of this would be vastly annoying if you were actually in the situation trying to perform a function. And I've always gone about trying to be objective, but you can't know what you don't know. And because I've never been in the industry, I could only base it off of what entertained me and what didn't. But as soon as I take in knowledge and find out things, then I have all these other criteria to compare it against. I probably put way too much thought into reality TV, to be quite honest. You're not the only one. Yeah, (laughs) but I do. Now that I know these things, I can't help but look at it through that lens. I can't can't unknow it. Yeah, so you have definitely broadened my horizons and I do view the show differently. And I still enjoy it. It hasn't taken away the entertainment value for me of it. I just think I see it in a broader perspective than my narrow fan lens that I had. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Oh my gosh, you guys. That we was love each so other. cute. That was like a coming <laughs> to God moment. We love each other. But I think, I, I think it's so cool to be able to see the evolution that you have taken over the time that I've known you by us having all these conversations and especially including other people that have knowledge too, that can back up what I'm saying. So I don't sound like a crazy person all the time, you know, but (laughs) I think it's fun because I see you seeing things differently. And now I hear it reflected in your comments and your opinions. And that makes it such a different experience for me because I don't feel like I'm the teacher all the time anymore. But this is why this is good. Snatch the pebble from your hand, Sensei. I am (laughs) the grasshopper has evolved and I am learning. (laughs) Okay, Jen, can you I have a question now for you? Oh, I never get questions. Yay. It's not my podcast, but I have a question. So a lot of people were like pointing out that they were like, Jen used the same rag she wiped the toilet seat with to wipe the mirror. Just Mm -hmm. just just yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, Yeah. I did not wipe a toilet seat with the same rag. Just it wasn't the same rag. (laughs) 
They were just both yellow microfibers. She had two. I saw it. Okay, yeah. cool. So, like, I just wanted to clarify that mm-hmm. when you have a friend in the industry that's like, no, it wasn't, she didn't use the same rag. It was just the same you, color. You, the same color. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I love having these conversations with my friends that watch the show. I'm like, oh my God, no. Yeah. But did you notice when the sock flew off the fender? Yes. Did you notice that Brain and Jake, the, the fender cover was already coming off. Mm-hmm. And when Wes threw it overboard, that's when it flew off. Right. Who was the one who tied it up, though? Raina. Oh. So Raina tied it up. The fender sock was slipping off already when Jake was like, get it overboard to put it, your fenders out, whatever. And then it flew off when Wes yes. put it overboard. So I was huh. like, and, and everyone was like, oh my God. But because I work in the industry, I noticed all those things before. I was like, wait, wait, the sock is slipping off. Wait, wait. Oh, they did it. Yeah. And that's stuff that you're going to be able to catch that I'm not going to be able. Sometimes I can catch those things because I do watch the show more than once. So I can do this and talk about it semi-intelligently, you know. But there are things like that that I'm going to miss every time. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because I didn't feel like it was Wes, but I didn't know why. And maybe it wasn't I just, Wes. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't yeah. Wes's fault. Well, yeah, he, he could have. But, but Jake is the lead deck yeah. hand. Yeah. And when him and Raina were tying up the fender, the sock was already coming off of the fender. Yeah. And so it was just so happened that Wes was the one that was putting it out. Out. Right. Yeah. And I think even Tiffany mentioned that she sees things. She saw the shots that production right. sent to the table mm-hmm. that nobody ever ordered. I mean, there's little things here and there that you just don't necessarily always notice, but it's funny that these are the things that we pick up on, right? Right. And there are things, though, that you can tell production is steering the narrative a little because right. they really are trying to make Wes look less competent and make Jake look more competent which I felt from the beginning I mean I said early on that I didn't understand the pick of Jake and it was yes he had had more motor yacht experience but he didn't seem as together as Wes to me and I would see all these little things that they're trying to pick at Wes for and I mean yeah he did suck up the rope but he's doing he's doing good job at like deflecting all of that right Wes is a, a, I don't know him obviously but like I do. according to what I see he does move a little slower but that's just like a Caribbean but could, pace but that could also be editing too I could yeah. it could be editing and and to be honest with you I'm not sure that especially in this situation with Wes having less experience, especially in the big motor yacht world. He doesn't have less experience. It's just in the motor yacht world. It's not in the motor. He has less experience in the motor yacht world. I think that of the three of them, the pick of Jake was the smartest one if you had to choose because Wes didn't have the experience on big boats and Raina's also still very inexperienced. So, I mean, if you're just looking at paper, it makes sense. And I'm uncertain that Wes would have the kind of personality that would drive a team like that either. No, no, yeah, it's like back or well, something. Is it laid back? I think that is. We've had a handful of other laid back bosuns. I mean, not Eddie was the first time that he did it. It wasn't, he's not like he is now. Yeah. 
you know, so I think it's possible, but if you're just looking at it on paper, Jake makes the most sense. It does. I don't, I don't think it necessarily needed to be chosen, but I guess for the show and production, it did because there had to be something going on. Right. 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 I agree. I agree. To with justify that. Eddie being on the inside, but actually still on the outside and whatever. It's uh, whatever. What about, what about, <laughs> sorry, this is hilarious to me. How frustrated Eddie got putting on the slide this last time. And then when he yanked it and it hit Rena in the back of the head. I, I know. I, I put that in the recap because I was like, I can't believe that more people aren't talking about this on social media. He literally whapped her upside the head with the foot of that slide. It was so, and you know what? She took it on the chin. Yeah. All she said was, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny to watch Eddie yeah. getting flustered god yeah. that was so the funny. other thing if you want to talk like little tidbits that i did catch okay both wes and reyna were trying to get eddie to stop feeding the slide over when they were putting it up and he didn't stop and you know what, Jen? i didn't even catch that yeah go back and watch and they're both trying to radio him and he continued to feed the slide out. And even in Captain Lee's blog this week, this past week, he kind of put it on Wes and Raina, like they needed to know better to not put that much slide in. And I'm just like, do you not watch this show either? Because I watched them both try and call him. I don't think Captain Lee watches it. the show. Yeah, eh, that's a good point. <laughs> I know <laughs> that he he at least I watched don't. enough of it to see Jake running around naked because his head about blew off in his <laughs> blog about that. <laughs> That was so hilarious. And then I asked Adrian when we went out to dinner, why was it, why did Eddie keep his cool that time? What talking about embarrassing the bone? Da, 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 and he was so disgusted by Rachel when she got mm-hmm. drunk. Right. Mm-hmm. But when but Jake pulled his dick out at the bar yeah. and jumped in the pool. I heard quiet. or read somewhere online that the bar was closed down to everybody but them. I don't know if that's believe that true. because of COVID times. I believe that because does it matter though? I don't think that it matters because you still have wait staff and stuff there. And I think that things would get around the island. Yes. And there's still cameras, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I honestly, I, I don't want to judge Eddie, but I was in that moment, I was like, whoa, double standards, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, what a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, why is it okay when a guy does it, not a girl? That's, that's what I was thinking. Valid you know that's a valid point yeah dude that is so funny what you just said but I think I'm drunk (laughs) (laughs) I think we all are at this point so we might want to wrap this bad boy up but I have loved talking to you Gabby and I hope I'm so happy to meet you I'm happy to meet you and I hope you come back and give us more of your adventures in the future I would love to hear it this is the kind of stuff that I live for with this. And this is part of why we did the super fan interview. Some of it to give a voice to fans who are like me, who just don't happen to have a podcast with a below deck member. Wait, but wait who get- was the guy that you guys interviewed last week? Roy? Yes, he was hysterical. Isn't he so great? I love him yeah. so much. He is so it. supportive, so funny. And dang that I'm accent, honest. I could have him read the farm report to me and I would be a happy camper. So (laughs) he's just a good guy. And not just like with a lot of times you'll meet people on social media 
where it's very surface and, you know, you talk about the shows and whatever, but he's been very supportive. My husband's had several surgeries. He's been supported through that. Our daughter-in-law is going through chemo right now. He just checked on me, you know, and asked how she's doing and how her scans turned out. So he's just, he's a love. I love him so much. Yeah. That's great. So see, look, social media is terrible, but Mm -hmm. also great because I met Adrian. (laughs) And now I'm here. Now you get to meet Jen. And now I get to meet you. Like, I'm so honored to be here. I'll have to follow you on Instagram. Are you on Twitter too? Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you. On Instagram, I'm underscore little Gabby. Okay. I got that nickname in seventh grade, I think. Oh, cute. Underscore little Gabby is my Instagram. I don't do Facebook. I don't do MySpace. I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody (laughs) does MySpace. I was going to say, like, is it even there? So I might. Are you on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. No. We'll have to get you on Twitter so you can live tweet. Jen, it's been Mm -hmm. a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I am so happy that I got to meet you and that we got to hear your perspective. It was very cool to hear the difference between like private yachts and charter yachts and all of that stuff. So yeah, you are welcome back anytime girly and enjoy the Caribbean this winter because Ohio is going to suck. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got the better end of it. I don't know where Ohio is. Yeah, it's, That's where it, I'm from. I already yep. see it on the map. I'll show you. Okay. She's going to okay. show me on the map where it is, but like, thank you. Thank you. All right. And thank you everybody for listening and joining us. We will catch you next week for the recap show. Bye. 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.